When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The West Ham Fan Show, the latest on the Hammers. All the gossip from the London Stadium. And you irons getting vocal on the socials. The West Ham Fan Show with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results, win seven figures. Love Sport London, a great station for a great city. City, 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 city. Two minutes past seven here on Love Sport Radio. It's the West Ham Fan Show. I'm Alex. I'm joined by James Jones from West Ham World. It's all things West Ham this evening, of course, until nine o'clock. Your chance to have your say on the socials at Love Sport Radio. Also, give us a call 0208 7020 558. You can listen to us the following ways. Online and digital radio, 558am. And we're also on your Alexa smart speaker. James Jones, is this going to be... This is not going to be the last ever ever West Ham fan show, is it? Despite the end no, of the season, but no. we're going to hear from you again. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah. next week. Yeah, next week. Of course. And the week after that, because the, the season the season ends, but West Ham never does. Well, no, particularly this <laughs> summer. There's plenty of plenty of stuff to to be getting on with at West Ham. So yeah, absolutely. Well, listen. Um, before we start actually going on to uh, West Ham. Um, I just want to uh, uh, basically ask a few questions that I'm going to be punting out to the listeners and yourself as well, James, mm-hmm. uh, this evening. Um, well, as well as reviewing West Ham's season, of course. I'm going to be asking you this. What was your season's biggest disappointment? Your biggest surprise as well? And any special mentions you want to get in? It can be absolutely anything so long as it's football related, obviously. Um, so let me give you an example. Your biggest season's disappointment. My biggest season's disappointment appointment probably i think was putting aside my um my 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 bias being a plastic leicester fan i don't want to say that leicester were my biggest disappointment because that would just be me being a fan saying i was disappointed (laughs) (laughs) um but um i'm going to say the gap between man united and man city was my biggest disappointment this season i think that's fair 
yeah yeah so uh, that's that that's to start everyone off as to maybe start you off and you know i want to know at love sport radio uh is the way to get in contact with us on the socials or on the phone 0208 70 20 558 have you come up with any well at the moment uh, the biggest disappointment for me um and this is a very biased yeah that's fair enough this is the west Ham fan show so, yes of course um, the biggest disappointment for me is the fact that we were in another relegation battle yeah um okay. and Slavin Bilic didn't last a season. I love Slavin Bilic, yeah. and um, it was the right time for him to go when he did back in November. Yeah. But I really want. I've never wanted a West Ham manager to succeed as much as I did Slavin Bilic, mm. and it was such a disappointment when it started going really, mm. really badly. Mm. And then when he subsequently got sacked, and you know that was that yeah. was that was probably my biggest disappointment this season was seeing it all fall apart and also you know um your other biggest disappointment i guess would be just the way the season panned out in terms of not going the way that it, you expected i guess yeah um putting all that aside though if you were to put any kind of west ham stuff to one side what else was would you would you say was, would be a big disappointment for you and it, it doesn't have it can be a moment it can be a person it can be I don't know. Maybe it's something that you might come up with later in the show. I don't know. It can be football-wide, whatever you want to be. Do you know, one thing that did disappoint me, um, and I know Arsenal fans won't agree with me on this one, oh, but yeah, it was uh, it was Wenger announcing his retirement. Really? Because I love Wenger. He's got a lovely smile. <laughs> um, he's such a nice man. Yeah. And I always really wanted him to get it right and maybe end on a really big high. Okay. Um, so, so you're, you're and okay. it, my the disappointment was seeing them not not get to the Europa League final. And okay. you know, like, so, you know, he's done so much for English football, let alone what yeah. he did for Arsenal. Yeah. And I think it would have been it would have been the perfect send off for him to to win mm. that elusive European Cup. I know it was the only Europa League, not the yeah. Champions League, but it would have been nice for him to to bow out on on a bit of a high, and it yeah. just couldn't couldn't happen for him. So. Uh, that's interesting, actually. Uh, whereas that might be your biggest disappointment it, for different reasons. It's probably for different reasons the Tottenham fans might have their biggest disappointment because they would be probably disappointed with him stepping down because they exactly. they were happy for him to manage yeah. Arsene Wenger forever. Yeah. Um, your biggest surprise, let me give you mine. My biggest surprise for the season, and there were a few, I had to sort of think about this. My biggest surprise, you, I could have said Burnley finishing seventh. Mm-hmm. That would have been a big surprise. That wasn't a big surprise to me, to be honest with you. I could see Burnley were a reasonably decent side. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, I wouldn't say that. Was Man City getting to 100 points? I never, I never really thought it would happen. And I did think Mo Salah as well. Um, and it's kind of between them two. Mo Salah doing what he did, and Man City getting 100 points. I think Man City getting 100 points. It's never happened before. No. But players have scored 30-odd goals in the Premier League before, so it's got to be Man City getting 100 points. If you were to say to me, is a good team going to get 100 points this season? I'd say no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my, mine, I mean that was a bit of a surprise. I think the way Man City just steamrolled the entire league, yeah. league season yeah. it was a bit of a surprise you know, everyone knew that it'd be good this year yeah. under, under Pep and the money yeah. they spent in, in, in the summer but to actually do what they did the records yeah. they broke were ridiculous but then again for me Mohamed Salah yeah what what, what, I know. Where did he come from? Well, absolutely. So you're going to say surprise. Yeah. And yeah, I suppose looking at it like that you, I am going to be surprised. The only reason that Man City tip it is because 
players have scored 30 plus goals in the Premier League before mm. that is the only reason I never expected Salah to obviously do what he did but I honestly never expected Man City to I'll be honest with you even win the title let alone hit 100 points 100 mm. points I think they scored 105 goals 106 goals 106 goals yeah incredible so biggest surprise really yeah. um, and some people might say biggest surprise Huddersfield staying up you know so we want to know what yours are at Love Sport Radio is uh, is the way to get in touch with us 0208 70 of course it may well be West Ham related and that's fine because it's the West Ham fan show as well special mentions I'm going to give a special mention to could be absolutely anything and it has to be between the, the following two VAR or Rafa Benitez Rafa Benitez I want to give a special mention to Rafa because look what he's done at Newcastle Just hey, he's done a good mention. job at Newcastle yeah. I could have gone for Sean Dyche I could have gone for Wagner as a special mention I could have gone for maybe some certain players Pascal Gross or Brighton mm. Special mention. Mm. I mean, he's been. Done, done, some players have had fabulous seasons. You wouldn't expected them to have had the, the seasons that they've had. You know, and again, I could go for the bigger players, but no, I'm going to go maybe in the mix. I'm going to throw someone like Pascal Gross in there. Maybe a West Ham player. A special mention. You want to give a special mention? West well, I've got, I've got uh, Rice, Declan Rice, perhaps. Declan Rice. Yeah, I mean, I've got a few that I'll probably pepper in throughout the show if you don't mind. Yeah, There's of a few that I'd um, yeah. I'd like to give a special shout. out But I'm going to start it off, and a lot of West Ham fans might switch off as soon as I say this. But I'm going to start off and say just a special mention to David Moyes. Okay. Um, he's kept us in the Premier League. Yeah. You know, cheers, Dave. All the best, mate. You know, he's done. He's done what he's, he's done. What he's had to do. We'll give him a little round of applause. Let's do that. Let's you know, do he's, that. He has. He's, you know, I don't. I don't particularly want him to stay on as West Ham manager. I think we we, we need to be aiming a little bit bigger than that now. But mm. fair play to him. And given the state of the football club, yeah. by far enough the pitch, you know, yeah. he deserves a pat on the back. Yeah. So. Um, another special mention. Oh dear. If you only want to pick one, you see, the thing is, is that you know, I could pick Rafa Benitez or VAR, but I'm going to go for VAR. VAR. And, and you know, other special mention I could have given. Motty. Yeah, well, you know. I've got to give a special mention a to Motty. Got to give a special mention to Motty. Does VAR beat Motty? Mm, I don't know. No, Motty beats VAR. Motty beats VAR. Hands down. It? The thing is, VAR is the future. Motty isn't the future. That's, am, am I being harsh? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit harsh. <laughs> Motty's the reason I got into part of the game. Made me fall in love with the game. Um, so it's 10 minutes past seven here on Love Sport Radio. Uh, it's all things West Ham. We're going to come back and we are going to uh, talk more uh, on the season's review and uh, some of some of the season's biggest disappointments, the biggest surprises and any special mentions. That's the subject at the moment. We'll be back right after this. This is what made me get into football. John Motson. Tigana, two to his right, and Platini through the middle, Tigana again, Tigana, Tigana, Platini, go! That BBC, Morty commentating for the yeah. BBC, do you know, uh, do you remember that game? I don't know. Okay, uh, it was France versus Portugal in the uh, European Cup semi-final 1984. Oh, I wouldn't have remembered it then. I was born in 88. My, 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 <laughs> you were, yeah. Actually, I think it was the final. I actually correct myself. I think it was the final. Um, that, that voice. Yeah. That voice. So what a special comment. mention. Yeah. What yeah. a special mention. And also, you know, looking at some of the other... Um, looking at some of the other... Uh, uh, commentary that he did. I remember the one he did in the uh, FA Cup final between Liverpool and West Ham. Oh, I mean, wow! It just, 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 get, just puts you on, puts me on the edge of my seat because you guys went two 0 up. Yeah, um, 
and then Koncheski with that Just goal. Thinking back to that game breaks my heart. It was, yeah. uh, it was a tough game, but the, the commentary was Just was iconic. Yeah, it, it was absolutely, it. Yeah. absolutely iconic. You have some replies on some. Yeah, well, I suppose it's only right um, that first off, um, in the break, I was corrected by my wife on WhatsApp. Okay. She said uh, the one shout out you should uh, for the season <laughs> should be that. Uh, my wife, uh, Lucy, <laughs> for putting up with all the ups and downs of me being, you know, being a West Ham fan and yeah. the roller coaster. Yeah. So, um, but then the fact that you look like you look like Ryan Reynolds probably makes up for it, doesn't it? Do I look like Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> well, I mean, I let, let, let Lucy be the judge Lucy of that one. Lucy be the judge of that. But yeah, so yeah, shout out to my wife for putting up okay. with me for for the last nine months. Okay. Um, but we've had a few more as well. Okay. Um, good. We've had Steve Hills is. Um, uh, number one C's biggest disappointment was not getting players in certain positions at West Ham okay. in the transfer windows um, thing that he's most surprised with Steve Hill says Arnie completely turning his form around when Moyes came in who? So Arnautovic okay, yep. um, I think a lot of West Hammers would agree with that one yep. and then number three um, big men big mention today X and Wardy for the West Ham Way events um, before the games which have been quite good the West Ham okay. Way they do a really good podcast nice um, and they've been brilliant I've been to one or two of those this season oh, so excellent um, it's a bit of a personal shout out there from Steve Hill but you know anyway let's uh, focus a bit more now on West Ham and uh, look, uh, I will be coming back to uh, some of the other stuff as well uh, throughout the show. You ended on a high. Seven points from the final three games meant that you finished quite strongly mm. um, did you watch the game against Everton Yes, I was there. Yesterday. How did you perform? I thought it was a really good performance. Okay. Um, it was... It, I mean, Everton weren't great, but I thought we, we played very well. The, yeah. We played as a team, which we haven't seen a lot of this season. Uh-huh. Um, Moore's got the tactics right, I thought. You know, we, we were looking dangerous going forward. Yeah. Um, scored three goals, which, okay. you know, we don't do very often at home. I know, yeah. I know towards the end of the season, you know, we beat Southampton yeah. 3-0, but... You know, we haven't we haven't done that a lot this season, so mm. to to get a result like that was pleasing. The performance was good. A um, lot of individual performances out there as well. Anatovic was superb again. Yeah. Manny Lanzini was good. Um, Zabaleta was brilliant again. So you know it was a positive performance, and so much so that it got to the point where I was like, I really I'm not too sure I want the season to end now. <laughs> Because we were in form. I know, you were. You know, but, but, maybe, but maybe that's why you were in form, was because the season had maybe, come to an end. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I mean, the performance against United as well last Thursday, you know, it wasn't a bad performance. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know, Man, again, Man United weren't, weren't particularly great, a little bit off the ball, but we yeah. played really well. So, And the Leicester, the Leicester game, as we've already spoken about in last week's show, was, was mm. a real strong, strong performance. So. It's, un- it's unbelievable. One more win. Had you won one more game, you would have finished 10th. Yeah. And we talked about yeah, this we last week. And we talked about this last week. Yeah. And you still you don't think that would have been a good season at tenth? Well, no, because as, as I said last week, it's there's so much that's gone on. Yeah. The you know the what happened in the Burnley game. Yeah. You know the the, the two rubbish transfer windows in the summer and the, mm. in, in January. Billets getting sacked, Moyes coming in, fan, fan unrest, owners annoying the fans, owners doing things that you know they shouldn't be doing or saying. Yeah, you yeah. know, and it hasn't been a great season. We've finished tenth. You know, it really would have papered over the cracks of what has been you know a real shambolic season at West Ham. So yeah, um, I, I mean, you you beat you beat Everton, funnily enough, which is the game that you were kind of fearing at one point. <laughs> yeah, I remember saying you know Allardyce potentially sending us down would have been yeah. a nightmare, but. Yeah. Luckily, we were safe by then, yeah. so we went in there with a little bit of pressure off. I think um, to that last game, and it's clear that they, Everton have got similar problems as we have at the moment. You know, they don't the fans don't want the manager in. Yeah. Um, you know, they want Allardyce out. 
there's a lot of players they spend yeah. a lot of money in the summer and a lot of players you know they aren't playing so to, to their full potential so but they just didn't turn up Everton they just mm. didn't look interested no, no. And, and and this is the thing you know is that what did you look in form because because of the fact that it was basically the last game of the season and Everton was just not particularly interested neither of you guys really had much to play for I think you probably had more to play for than Everton did in fact yeah I mean I suppose you, you could say that I think a lot of players were probably playing for their future yeah. at West Ham because um, they don't know who the manager's going to be no. next season do they so they're, they're probably just sort of trying to stake a claim a little bit yeah. um, but you know it, it was a good win yeah we can we can look forward to the summer now it's going to be yeah. a really really interesting and exciting summer from a West Ham mm. perspective lots lots is well we're, we're led to believe that there's lots going to happen lots of signings yeah. new manager potentially yeah. uh-huh. um, lots of money spent and we'll see what happens, but you know we've taken a little bit of you know a little bit of form and a little bit of positivity going into the summer and into hopefully next season. Okay, here's something. Here's something to tell you. Below Arsenal, all the teams below. In fact, no, we'll get to this. We'll get to this. It's a really interesting fact that I've got here about West Ham. Okay, and we'll come to it right after this. Love Sport Radio. It's seven twenty-three. I'm Alex. It's all things West Ham until nine o'clock this evening, and I'm joined by James Jones here in the studio with me from West Ham World. So I was uh, I was hanging you all on a thread, telling you that um, below Arsenal's position, who finished sixth, the team that scored the most goals were West Ham. Actually, no, it was Leicester, but West Ham come behind Leicester. Only just, is it? Yeah, by eight goals. Mm. So quite a few. So you, 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 you know, it's incredible. Burnley, who finished in seventh, scored thirty six yeah, goals. Yeah, yeah, thirty six goals. Southampton scored more than them. Well, I don't think I don't think Seven. scoring scoring goals for West Ham was a problem this season. No. It was conceding them it joint, was. joint worst defensive record. And let's have a look at that. Sixty eight goals you conceded. Sixty eight, and I'm looking at the list. You've conceded the most, along with Stoke. Yeah, sixty-eight. Yeah, so I mean, that's one thing that the club has got to really look at in the summer, isn't it? Got to. You know, is, it the, is it the back line then? Well, we've had we've had a lot of injuries in the back line, um, but there's so many games this season where we, we were losing four, four-one, four-nil, yeah. four, you know, five-nil. Um, you know, we were losing. I think first four games of the season, we conceded like fifteen goals or something mm. crazy like that. But you and think you have a, good- a lot, a lot of that's been down to injuries. Okay. Um, beginning of the season, you know, tactically we were, we were. I mean, that's technically what led to Billich being sacked. Yeah, basically. But then Moyes has been guilty of it as well. So I, th- I think we, if if they've got to do anything this summer, it's to invest in a couple of defenders and and a holding midfield or something that can protect that to protect that back line because we've so, not had anyone to be able to do that. So who defensive lineup that is at the moment that needs to go. Well, I don't think I don't think we we need we can afford to sell anyone at the back. Uh, as in not, we're not, so not, thin. Not not needs to go. Needs to be put on the bench. Well, I mean, who needs to be replaced? Creswell has been playing as a um, Creswell's had a good season, I think, but he's been playing as a as a makeshift centre half. He should be a you know he's a he's a fullback. So you'd like to bring in a proper centre half to to play alongside Rice and Ogbonna, who have really sort of clicked this season. Um, you know, and I think perhaps uh, a, a proper left back as well. Um, your right back, sorry, right, is it? Uh, sorry, nobody. Uh, yeah, proper left back. So, or, and your right back's okay, is it? Well, we got uh, Zabaleta there at the moment. So, mm. but you know, 
It needs think, a, it needs a we, we need to freshen up a little bit. A revamp. We need to freshen up. And goalkeeper. Uh well Adrian's he's finished the season strongly. Yeah. I think he's played quite well. Yep. Um but Joe Hart's off, so we need someone else in. You know, there's young Nathan Trott coming through the ranks that which I, I think would um has potential to perhaps break into the first team eventually, but okay. it might be a little bit too soon. So okay. we do need a, a goalkeeper, yes, but you know I, I can't. You know, I, I, it's not all been the goalkeeper's fault this season. No, but let me give you an interesting stat here, courtesy of Opta Joe. If you're listening, keep your ears peeled for this: the top five goalkeepers in terms of errors leading to goals in the Premier League. Joe Hart's at the top, isn't he? Well, at the top actually is Petr Cech. Blimey. Then it's Hugo Lloris. Peter Cech is top with six. Six errors leading to goals. Hugo Lloris is behind him on five errors leading to goals. Asmir Begovic is uh, also on five. Joe Hart is four. So he's he's third. And then Jonas Losel for Huddersfield is, is, is third. So the top five goalkeepers in terms of errors leading to goals this season are Peter Cech, Hugo Lloris, Begovic and then Joe Hart mm. but that's only four goals but you know he's had, he's been in for a lot of criticism this season hasn't he he has but and really uh, your first line of defence is your goalkeeper you need to sort that out 68 goals you've shipped well this is the thing because that, that role this season has been chopping and changing mm. started the heart conceded a lot of goals made a few mistakes then Adrian came in conceded mm. a lot of goals made a couple of mistakes then so he swapped back to Joe Hart and then he got dropped after a couple more mistakes, and then we ended with Adrian. Yeah. So there's no not been any consistency there. Yeah. Um, uh, the fans love Adrian. I love Adrian. Um, he's a very very good keeper, but he's too inconsistent. And um, we need a consistently good goalkeeper yeah. to really help plug that hole in the defence. Because you know, although we have had a technically had a makeshift defence for most of the season, yeah. that lack of consistency between the sticks has, has also cost us. So yeah. you know, they do need to look at that. Whoever the manager is needs to needs to take a look. Mm. Who's your last West Ham? Robert Green. Okay. I think Robert Green was was a great goalkeeper, super goalkeeper. Was he brilliant goalkeeper? Um, yeah, before, he, came, he came in for a lot of uh, stick as well, though, didn't he? Not for West Ham. Not mm. for West Ham. I mean. Obviously, his mistake at the World Cup yeah. for England yeah. will we'll live long in the memory of many yeah. England fans. But for West Ham, I can't, I, I can't really remember him making two clear-cut mistakes. Yeah, you know, every goalkeeper has a mistake in it, you know, because it's such a high-pressure position. Mm. You know, um, even you know some of the best goalkeepers in the world have got mistakes in them. And the fact you just read out that list and the likes of Lloris, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. is is near the top there. And some say Lloris is one of the best goalkeepers in the world. So. You know, every goalkeeper's got a mistake in them. Yep. So, okay. it is, you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're still asking you, uh, uh, while we do this season's review, your season's biggest disappointment, Your also your biggest, uh, your season's biggest surprise. So, uh, two separate things. We want to know your season's biggest disappointment. What was the biggest disappointment for you this season? It doesn't have to be West Ham related, so long as it's football related. We want to know your biggest surprise this season. What surprised you? And your special mention. You can give a special mention to somebody or something, perhaps. I'll give you mine again if you've just tuned in. My season's biggest disappointment was the lack of competition in the Premier League between first and second. Thoroughly disappointed about that because after November, the season was over for me. Uh, your big, my biggest surprise... I could have gone for Mo Salah, scoring the amount of goals that he scored, but I didn't. I actually went for Man City again, getting 100 points. Never, ever, ever did I ever think that would happen. 
Um, I never even thought Man City would win the league. In fact, I tipped Man United to win the league. Mm. Who did you go for? I think... I can't remember who I went for now. It seems so long ago. It's been a long season, hasn't yeah. it? <laughs> um, I, I, I certainly didn't see Man City winning it the way they did. No, no, and I certainly didn't. And, you know, I certainly didn't see Mo Salah bag 32 goals. Mm. But the fact that 30-plus goals has been bagged in the Premier League before means that Salah has to come behind Man City getting 100 points. And my special mention goes to, at the moment, I can't, I can't, I can't separate Rafa Benitez, VAR and Motti. So I've got to put them in some kind of order. Yeah, you've you've got to. I've got, I've, Motty, Motty's ha- done and dust. Motty's happened. VAR is happening and is going to. And that means that I should put Motty third, VAR second, and I've got to give Rafa Benitez. I've got to give Rafa Benitez. I, I want. I really want to give Rafa Benitez a special mention because look at what he's done at Newcastle. That's why you guys want him. Yeah. Well. I'd, I'd be pleased if he was their manager next year. He's done a good job yeah. with what is technically a championship squad. So. Yeah. Uh, so we want to ask you your season's biggest disappointment, your biggest surprise, and your special mention. Oh two oh eight seventy twenty five five eight. Also on the socials at Love Sport Radio. We'll be back after this. Love Sport Radio. It's seven thirty two. Welcome back. Okay. Uh, we have some more replies to the. Uh, to the questions I've been putting to you, what was your bi- season's biggest disappointment, your biggest surprise, and any special mentions you want to give? We'll read them out in just a second. But I've also been looking at some Opta stats for the season two, some hugely interesting ones. Here's one that really took my eye. Since 1984, the season nine, uh, sorry, the season 1894, 95, 1894, 95, so mm-hmm. 120 years ago, whatever it was. It, this season is the first time outside the top six in the English top flight table that teams have conceded more goals than they scored. Let's read out some of your spe- season's biggest disappointments, biggest surprises, special mentions. We've got one here from uh, Linda Lynch. She says, uh, number one, uh, biggest disappointment was Slab not being able to turn things around at West Ham. Okay. Uh, the, the thing that surprised Linda the most was... Uh, David Moyes and his team turning the team into a more cohesive group. I think she obviously didn't have a lot of faith in David Moyes at the beginning. Okay. Um, and Linda's big shout out, special mention, is yep. to James Collins, who's not a West Ham player by birth, but one of the most loyal and committed players we've seen in a long time. Ah. And the like we will never see again. Very um, good. And I think a lot of West Ham fans will echo those, mm. that, that view, definitely. Very good, very good. Yeah. Um, any others? Uh, we've we've got another one here. We've got another one from a guy called Arnie. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's that's you know a shout out to Arnautovic really. But yeah. <laughs> uh, number one uh, biggest disappointment was not signing William Carvalho. Ah, uh, right. In, in the summer. Uh, um, okay, that's interesting. Let's hang on that point for a second. Were you disappointed by that? Because I was half expecting that to happen. Yeah. Last year. Well, I mean, I, I spoke. I think I spoke about it last week, the week before. Yeah. You know, it was it was the one player we really needed was a holding midfielder. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he would, have, he would have fit that bill perfectly, yeah. and he didn't. Yeah, it's a very good shout. Come, but um, yeah, and, and he says you know would have made a massive difference to us in that CDM position. Um, big surprise was beating Chelsea at home one nil. <laughs> um, and then biggest mention goes to Arnautovic and all the West Ham fans. Excellent. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's got it's a very special mention actually. Um, this season, there's been a uh, a young a young little girl that stole a lot of West Ham fans' hearts. Um, called a uh, three year old girl called Isla Catton. Oh yeah. Um, okay. Unfortunately, she's got a rare form of cancer, 
um, similar okay. to Bradley Lowry neuroblastoma uh-huh. and all season um, West Ham fans have been doing all they can to raise money to try and get over to America for, for life-saving treatment mm-hmm. um, I had a charity football match with a lot of, sort of celebrities and, and ex-footballers at last bank holiday yeah. to raise a lot of money um, and you know just a little, a little special mention to, to little Isla who's sort of battling on um, and stolen the hearts of a lot of West Ham fans and even Millwall fans have, have yeah. come together and there's been one Millwall fan that's raised a lot of money in particular okay. um, so yeah and you know they've linked up with Bradley Lowry's family the Sunderland the young Sunderland support yeah. you know so yeah just a little shout out to Little Island sort of, you know, that's so like a special mention from you is it or yeah well to me and on behalf of all West Ham fans West and football fans yeah. in general obviously yeah. We're still raising money for her, and there's been a lot of fans doing a lot of great work um, every home game, sort of bucket collections and, yeah. and whatnot, and doing auctions onto it with yeah. signed, signed West Ham and football stuff. So, yeah. helping helping raise a lot of money for what is a great cause, and hopefully get get over to America to you know get that get that treatment. Yeah, so. absolutely, that's a good shout. That one. Yes. So to 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 run alongside our you know the end of the season, and you know so a lot of West Ham fans, thank God it's over. <laughs> um, I've I've run a just a little mini end the season awards on our on our West Ham World Twitter account today. Yeah. So I've asked people what their performance of the season was, um, goal of the season, player of the season, signing of the season, worst signing of the season, okay. and biggest disappointment of the season. Ah. Um, which you know there's been a, couple, a few little comments but at the moment. Uh, the performance of the season fans are currently in favour of the three 0 win over Southampton. Okay. Thirty nine percent. Um, shortly followed by the four-one win at Huddersfield, ah. which was probably one of our best performances. I think. Yeah, I, I think I think that was uh, that's my pick. Okay, um, over the Southampton game, um, a few people have have said you know the, the win against Chelsea mm-hmm. and even the two-one defeat at Man City. Um, right, one yeah. of Moyes' first first games in charge. Really good performance, and I think we were unlucky not to at least get a point there. Yeah. So you know that was that was a pretty good a pretty good one. Um, goal of the season. That's currently being won, and it's going to be won by Obiang's goal at Wembley. Yes, it is. Yeah, what a goal that was! Um, and behind that is Noble v Leicester a couple of weeks ago. That that yes, um, player of the season. No surprises here is Marko Anatovic. Yeah, with eighty nine percent of the vote. Um, second is Declan Rice, which is seven percent. Okay, signing of the seasons Marko Anatovic again. Pablo Zabaleta is just behind with eleven percent. Joe Hart and Patrice Evra sort of fighting it out for worst signing of the season really yeah um, so yeah keep, keep the votes coming yeah. biggest disappointment there's been loads of biggest disappointments um, name, name a couple a lot of people have said and we just find it I've lost it um, I've seen a lot of people say you know it's, it's got to be the summer transfer window okay um, David Moyes um, Patrice Evra <laughs> uh, there's been there's been quite a few um, I'll bring a few up yeah. and I'll read them out a little bit later on Love Sport Love Sport Radio then welcome back 751 uh, James Jones from West Ham World with me in the studio I'm Alex you have a you have some other suggestions uh, or some some other responses to biggest disappointment biggest surprise and special mentions yeah we just had one come in okay. um, from Kevin and Laura I um, so the uh, season's biggest disappointment for Kevin and Laura is how bad we were. <laughs> um, yeah, I think yeah, I can agree with that one. Okay, just generally how bad you were. How bad West Ham yeah. were, which, you know, uh, yeah. Okay. The thing that surprised surprised Kevin and Laura this season the most is how good Zabaleta has been. Oh, okay. Um, I think Zabaleta has been wonderful. Um, you can see why he's a legend at Man City uh, from in Man City's eyes because you know yeah. the guy just he's thirty three yeah and he missed he only missed one 
game in the Premier League this season. And he's season. super fit. He played like 39 games in all competitions. Is he super fit? He's, yeah, yeah. He's ridiculous. He just doesn't stop running. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I can agree with that one. And then a special mention, and it kind of tags on to what I said earlier about uh, young Arla Catton. Yeah. Um, special mention for what a um, big West Ham fan called Baz um, and his niece have done for the Isla fight, which is uh, raised a lot of money on match day. So, yeah. um, and uh, Kevin Law has sort of shout, shouted Baz out and, and his niece for, for all the hard work they've done in raising some money. You've been reading, you've been going through some Twitter polls and you've had all sorts of categories that you've read out as well. Um, we'll keep them going throughout the next hour as well, up until nine o'clock. Um, but uh, we just want to basically say that David Moyes, and it was announced, well, you said you knew yesterday, but I, you know, I saw the ticker tape on Sky Sports News today that um, David Moyes is unlikely to stay next season. Uh-huh. Um, but you're saying that's, that's something you knew yesterday and you're not surprised. Well, I think a lot, we could see it coming anyway. Yeah. Um, as much you know, he's, as I said before, he's done. He's he's done what was asked of him when he came yeah. in. Yeah. When he replaced Billich, he's kept us in the Premier League. Okay. But he'd been dropping hints recently that yeah, he, he wasn't going to stay. Okay. You know, he's referring to West Ham as they rather than us in a, in a press okay. conference. Um, he had a he had a, you know he moaned about the amount of leaks that come out come out from inside the club publicly, yeah. and you know that must be frustrating for him. As as a manager, and I, you know, part of me is probably thinking he's probably turned around to the owners today. They had a, a, a meeting today, mm. and has gone. Oh, do you know what? Thanks, but no thanks. Pushed, pushed, um, or left on his own accord. Well, I think it's a bit of both. I think I think West Ham as a football club have got now got to be a bit more ambitious with who they appoint as the mm. next manager. David Moyes would have been the safe option. He probably he would have kept us in the Premier League for as long as it as long as we needed to be in the Premier League. But I don't think he's the right manager to really push us on. Okay. So okay, you know. we'll talk about uh, David Moyes and all things West Ham related after the news uh, at eight o'clock. Also, reviewing West Ham season, of course. I've got one here that's kind of related to uh, the question that we asked our, okay. our Twitter followers' biggest disappointment of the season. Um, leading that at the moment is actually another relegation battle. Um, okay. That was the biggest disappointment uh, behind, closely behind the second village. But there's a comment here from Chris Nichols. It says. Um, Biggest disappointment was having no real plan to follow through um, and resolve the issues at the club, like the manager, James Collins' contract situation, the stadium, PR, investments and transfers. The list gets bigger every season, so this summer has to be make or break for the board. Okay, that's the biggest disappointment. Yeah, and I think um, he speaks for every West Ham fan. Yeah, probably does. You know, as he says, it's a massive summer for West Ham. Yeah. Uh, So we were talking about David Moyes then, uh, the tail end of the last hour. You've got some... Big names being linked then, um, by, being linked probably by the media, uh, or are they factually being linked? Pellegrini, Emery, Silva, and Wagner. Yeah, there's there's just a few of them. I mean, Who the, you, the yeah. big ones at the moment are Pellegrini and Emery. Um, okay. They're the two big names that have been linked. Um, I'm, we're led to believe that Pellegrini's in advance talks, um, really? whatever that means. Okay. Um, you take him? Yeah, yeah, I'll take him. He'd, he'd definitely bring attacking football to West Ham. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but then you know, w- will he come and will he be happy with the the way that the club is run and the way yeah. that our owners do it? Because I'm surprised that doesn't put a lot of managers off. Well, this is the thing. Um, I mean, Unai Emery yeah. is another one leaving PSG in the summer. Yes, he if you know if he if he comes to West Ham, he'd be going from managing Neymar and Mbappe to <laughs> Mark Noble and Michel Antonio, and it'd just be like a bit of a step down, mate. But 
you know, it's a big name manager, and that's what the owners said that they were going to try and do when they moved into the stadium. And if they can get someone mm. like Pellegrini or like Unai Emery, then at least they can say that they've genuinely delivered on mm. one of those things. Yeah. Um, whether it works or not, I don't know. But you'd, you'd like to think that ma- managers of those that, that sort of pedigree would be able to go in at somewhere like West Ham mm. and manage the, and get the best out of the players because we have got a very good set, set of players. Yes, we've just not had someone recently to really get the absolute best out of them on a consistent mm. basis. Well, you do probably need a, one or two players as well really oh we need to invest you need to invest in your defence we've already been through this you you, you know West Ham have the worst defensive record in the Premier League conceding 68 goals along with Stoke um, and I you know I, I genuinely think you have to look at your entire back line I, I think sometimes you've got to look at people like Cresswell and think well could there be someone better than you um, are you basic or are you going to be the only one in that side that's going to stay something's not not right you've got to identify where it's going wrong is it the goalkeeper Put, put priority on the goalkeeper there. Well, is it the centre-backs? Is well, Declan Rice good enough to play there? Well, Declan Rice... No, I mean, you can't call Declan Rice out. He's been brilliant this season. Um, for a 19-year-old to be put in that situation and end up playing over 30 games. Mm. Um, no, I'm not saying he hasn't been... He's been brilliant and he, he will be a first-team player. Um, I think yeah. you, what you say about Cresswell is, is, is probably right. He might be... Has been linked with, you know, a potential exit. He, he could go. Um, and I don't think a lot of fans would would mumble about that really because you know he's when he first came to the club he was brilliant, consistent, mm. um, and then he got an injury a couple of years ago which has kind of held him back a little bit. And this year he's done well filling in as a centre half as yeah. part of a back three, but he's not been at his at his best. Would you say Declan Rice at nineteen years years old is, is it fair? Is it fair to give someone that responsibility to defend in the Premier League at nineteen? Well, he certainly steps up to the plate. He's certainly proven that he's got the mental strength. The something's not right. Sixty-eight goals. Well, I mean, as as I said to you earlier on, that is partly down to injuries in defence and makeshift defence, yeah. like having to play Cresswell as part of a back three. Um, that has been down to a lack of consistency mm. in goal between Hart and Adrian, both yeah, okay, being dropped and then replacing each other two or three times this season. Um, you know, and then and then we've got like aging wing backs. Like um, I, I've already said, Pablo Zabel has had a brilliant season, but um, Masuaku's played as a wing back, and you yeah. know he's been good. But you know, Evra's come in and he's played. He started three games. And we lost all of those four one. Mm. You know, it's, mm. it's not been any consistency. Reed, no. Reed picked up a season-ending injury back in February I think it was mm. James Collins has had his injury problems yeah um, def- so it's not been it's not been plain sailing at the back and that's not just down to like always down to individual areas just down to a lot of it's down to being bad luck okay okay so uh, talking about uh, David Moyes again then um, and uh, the, the fact that he's probably going to go is Pellegrini your your choice um, I don't at, the, at this rate I don't really have a preference okay as such um, I'm just I, I want to see a show of ambition mm. with this appointment um, and really go for it you know yeah. even if it means having to pay um, another football club a lot of money to take their manager off them then do it get get it in like, we need to show of ambition um, I've got some odds yeah. here actually on okay Marco Silva's the favourite okay at 4-1 to one. Um, but then Pellegrini's fives, Louis Van Howe is in there at eights, which I'm not too sure about that. <laughs> but um, Carlo Ancelotti's in there; he's only twelve to one. 
Okay. Uh, I'm a little bit annoyed at seeing Adam Pardew sitting there at 16 to 1. Yeah. I'd rather him not be on that list. Um, Eddie Howe. Okay. Potentially, 20 to 1. Gus Hiddink. Yep. Scott Parker's on the list, interestingly. Interesting. He's doing a good job at to- with the Tottenham youth, youth yeah, team. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, at the bottom there, our man Slavin Bilic is in the running at 33 to 1. So, <laughs> Would you take him back? No, no. 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 As <laughs> much as I love Slav, um, good dear, good grief. couldn't bring him back. back. 33 to 1? How, how the hell can he even add odds on him? No. no it could, just no. Couldn't, couldn't happen, surely. But Arsene Wenger going back to Arsenal. Here's one. Here's one I got. Biggest surprise of the season. Javier Hernandez. In what respect? Only getting eight goals. But that can be justified. Uh, well, that can be explained, rather. It can be explained in that um, he had a slow start. Well, no, he just doesn't get to game time. Well, well, he was getting game time at the beginning of the season. But okay. he had a bit of a slow start. Um, and then he was being played a little bit out of position. Billich was playing him in a wide role rather than up front. And then and then he, Moyes come in, comes in and they, he doesn't get the game time because mm. there's a little bit of history there, I think, when they were both at Man United. And yeah. Moyes, Moyes sold him. so Well, we didn't play him. I think Van Howe ended up selling him. But... Um, he's come off the bench and scored scored a couple of important goals since, but you know it, it hasn't been it hasn't turned out the way that everyone thought it would do. If uh, no, Hernandez. no, it's an interesting uh, one to, to 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 put out as a as a surprise. Um, you know, I guess, mm. but I know you would be surprised if 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 if, if, if a marquee signing like Hernandez. Well, he was the marquee signing, wasn't he? He was he, he was the. The signing that the the board have been promising for for a couple of years, you know, spent mm. you know bringing a top top class striker. They do that, and then he only scores eight goals. Well, uh, what about uh, is it Arnautovic would be a similar one for you? He'd be the what? Well, Lanzini involved in all the goals that you've had this season, or is it a bit more kind of spread out than that? It has been spread out. Um, I think since Moyes come in, Arnautovic will be up there. I think he's eleven goals and seven assists since yeah. November. Um, so that's that eighteen. I don't know how many goals we scored under Moyes, but Lanzini's up there. I think he's got five five goals or three goals, five assists. Yeah. So you know, the big shout out, the big the big mention would be Arnautovic because he had such a poor start to the season as well. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Got sent off in his second appearance. <sighs> um, quite rightly so as well for Elbow and Jack <laughs> Stevens. At, uh, um, but then he turned it around, and Moyes has to take a lot of credit for that, playing him in the right position, getting the best out of him. Yeah. Um, and he's been wonderful. On Atovic, mm-hmm. and he's really developed this great relationship with the fans. Mm. Um, and most good. of the fans love all that. You know, they, they love to have someone to, to worship. You scared he'll go? No, he'll stay. Will he? Yeah, he'll stay. Yeah, um, he won't go after one season. There'll be uproar. So there'll be pitch invasions. <laughs> <upsetting> <laughs> him now, um, yeah, he'll stay. See who the new, new manager is. Okay. But, you know, new manager will come in, look at him, and go look at how well he performed in the position that he performed in under Moyes, and go mm. right. Well, I know where to use him. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, and do you think he's a top four player, Arnautovic? I wouldn't go as far to say top four. I oh. um, Really? Well, I mean, it's difficult to say because he's not played at that level. But I suppose if you put him, I, I don't think he'd play for a top four club. You don't um, think he could? Not at the moment, no. Really? Um, Interesting. But it's difficult to tell because... Let, me put, let me put it this way for you. Uh, Sadio Mane, when he played for Southampton, I looked at him and thought, this is a player. He could... Be, I can see him I can see him going to a top four club. Um, and he's gone to Liverpool. He's done really well. I don't see how maybe different Marco Arnautovic was to I that. I think Arnautovic 
consistency has been an issue with him, not just at West Ham but at Stoke as well. Yeah, he te- he te- uh, particularly at Stoke, he, he he tended to go a little bit hot and cold. Um, that might have been his relationship with Hughes. Could have been, could have been, but you know, and he's a loving arm. If, he, if he can, if he can be consistent, then I don't yeah. see any reason why not. But. Um, there's a difference if you know if you can play in the top four and whether the top four clubs are actually going to buy you. And if he, if we were to sell him, yeah, I can't imagine we'd sell him to anyone in the top six. Well, if you were to sell him, I'm trying to think who'd take him. Man City don't need him. Man United, Man United maybe. No, no, I don't really need him. Liverpool, probably, probably no. not. Do you think you'd get in these sides? Not, not I think he'd get in. I, gen- I genuinely think Marko Anatovic is good enough to play. I think he'd fit into Man United. I think he'd fit into... I, I don't know about Liverpool because they, they play a really fast brand of attacking football. I don't know if he's quick enough. He's quick. Is he as quick as Firmino, Salah and... <laughs> probably not, but and, he's and, quick. And Mane. He's quick, but I mean, I can see what you're saying about Man United. He could probably he could probably fit in at United. Um, but United would, would never buy him. No, no, they, they no, no, they so. wouldn't. And, they, and you're right. You probably want to give him a bit more time to to, to prove to prove his worth. Um, let's go back to the West Ham fan show. Any uh, any other biggest disappointments or uh, tweets coming in? Biggest surprises? We, we've had another ones? one yep. uh, come in. Uh, Adam Leatherbarrow. Yep. Um, has actually called up the show a couple of times. Yes. Previously, um, biggest disappointment. Second Billich, which has been said already a few times. So the biggest disappointment. So he wanted to keep Billich, did he? Well, I think it's just the. Everything that led up to him being okay. sacked, like, like I was saying earlier. Yeah. Um, thing that surprised you the most this season is Declan Rice. The emergence of Declan Rice. Okay. The surprise. Um, okay. And special mention goes to. Um, I don't even. I, I don't think this is really a special mention. I think this is probably just another disappointment. Mm-hmm. The London Stadium that needs further improvement. I think that's a disappointment, <laughs> isn't it? It's a bit of a disappointment. I, mean, I don't I think so. that's a special mention. <laughs> um, but you know, fine. Fire them over. We want to hear James Collins. We discussed him last week. He was very emotional after the Everton game. It looks as though he's off. One of, one of your one of your contributors uh, gave a special mention to him. Yeah, it's you know he came off the bench yesterday for like the last five minutes, um, and it did feel as though he's been he's been injured for a while. So he made his first appearance back in the squad. Yeah, and then Morris brings him on, and it felt uh, as he came on, Mark Noble runs over, gives him the captain's armband, and it felt as if this was a farewell. Um, he's been at the club for 11 seasons yeah. 214 appearances over two spells okay um, and he's just he's just a, the fans love him he's you know he's a real committed loyal yeah. player that we've had over the years so that's always given 110% you know he's, he's he's a West Ham fan he's become a West Ham fan you know throughout his time at the club and yeah. his contract's cu- coming to an end and he he, re- he put on Instagram today that it's not the end yeah. that you know, he might still get a new contract, and that he's going to find out more in the next couple of weeks. So hopefully, the the club give him give him some sort of role. Yeah. Even if it's you know a player coach role, or yeah. you know, I think a player who you know, as committed as him probably deserves to to be offered some kind of role. Yeah. Somewhere, but I suppose it's a difficult situation with we don't know who the manager's going to be. You know, you give him a new deal, and then the manager comes in and goes, "Well, I don't really want James Collins." Mm. You know, so it's but how old is he? He's thirty-three. I so think. in his thirties. Yes. Okay. Um, and uh, for him, do you think he's going to go to another club, maybe a Championship club? I can't see him. Uh, he's thirty-four. I can't see him staying in the Premier League. So he probably will drop down. 
But the key thing here is that he doesn't want to leave. Okay. You know, he's desperate to stay in some capacity. Yeah. He said in his Instagram post that he, he feels as if he's got a lot to offer both on and off the pitch. Mm-hmm. Which suggests he's probably got suggests to me he's probably got a coaching coaching job on it, you know, he's got mm-hmm. his arm on a like you know, backroom role. Yeah. Um and I think the club should give it to him. He knows the club inside out. Yeah. He knows the dressing room, he's a character in the dressing room. Yeah. Um he's been at the club long enough, he knows the fans, mm-hmm. he knows how the club operates. Okay. He knows how the fans think. Yeah. Um, and I think in, mo- in modern day football, you need someone in the dressing room like that. Mm-hmm. We've already got Mark Noble. Mm-hmm. Um, someone like James Collins as well. Be a huge, huge. He's a leader as well. Be a good, yeah. a good for the youngsters to look up on, up to. Um, would you have him as, uh, would, you ha- would you have him in West Ham's all time Premier League 11? Uh, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I, I hate doing these yeah, because you do. know there's so many players. You don't want to let, uh, despite despite being, let despite down. being wax enthusiastic about him just then, you don't want to sort of let him down all of a sudden by going no, no, no. I mean, <laughs> but you know it's a pertinent question. Would you have him in your West Ham fourteen? I'd, I'd have him in the squad. I'd have him in the squad. I mean, if you look at some of the centre halves West Ham have had over the years, I don't think James Collins beats the likes of Rio Ferdinand or. Bobby Moore, yeah, um, but he, he get, he's up there for me. He's up there. He, he, he's in the squad. He's in the squad. He's in the squad. He's in the fourteen. Okay, yeah. I made it slightly easier by yeah, going to fourteen <laughs> and the eleven, which was always going to be difficult. Um, okay, so some targets next season. Um, are you going to really set targets? Is that realistic? It's not realistic at the moment because you don't know who's managing you. Yeah, but the thing, I think, as we've spoken about quite a lot over the weeks. Um, the key thing this summer that West Ham need to do is really just stabilise, mm. invest in, invest in the holes in the squad that need investing in, bring in a, a, a good manager, sort out the recruitment, mm-hmm. director of football or whatever it's going to be, um, and then you know lay the foundations for what should be you know promising few years. Yeah, um, I think we should be setting a target with or without a manager of a top ten finish next next season yeah. because we've got the bulk of the players there to be able to do that as, as we've already spoken about West yeah. scored, scored a lot of goals this season Yeah, so we've got attacks there we've got the attack it's just whether we can f- uh, sort of plug the gaps and if we can do that then I don't see any reason why we can't finish in the top 10 Okay, okay so uh, some transfer targets for next season as well um, you've got some players being linked with the club then haven't you this is always going to happen this is going to be a it's going to be a long couple of months of players sort of being linked and not being linked. Mario Lamina is one Southampton midfielder. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you need to improve on on you need you, you need better than that, don't you? Well, I think I don't think it's. A, I mean, he's quite an attacking player, isn't he? I don't think mm. I don't think attacking players is really what we, no. what, what we need. Um, I've just been able to look at myself and yeah. I've just seen a report in um, HRTC. I mean, it's not really. A link as such, but they they think that West Ham spending eighteen million pound on West Brom duo Johnny Evans and Craig Dawson would be shrewd business. Okay, um, which I'd love to. I mean, I haven't had time to read the article, but that's madness. It's madness. Go on. Um, you've got West Brom have finished bottom of the league, <laughs> but they conceded eight goals less than you. <laughs> so it's an improvement. They finished bottom of the league, and I, I think. I I wouldn't take the, their entire defence. No, um, I take Craig Dawson. Okay. Um, 
not, not Johnny take, Evans. No, I think Craig Dawson's, you know, he's, he's a good defender. But taking the, like, the two two central defenders of the team that went down mm. would be it's just suicidal. I, I, I don't think I don't think we should be doing that. No, okay. Um, there's a, there's another one out there. Uh, this guy called Alassane Plee, who plays for Nice. Yeah. Um, he's a bit of an attacking player, I believe, but um, I don't know. It's being reported over in Italy, I believe, that we, or France, one of the two, that we could be interested in him. He's dropped a lot of hints that he wants to come to the Premier League and West Ham and Newcastle are interested. So okay. um, that's another one that looks like it's picking up a bit of pace. But then the rest are just Shakiri. Yeah. A lot of people making a lot of links to Shakiri and Because Arnautovic is because there. Because Arnautovic, they had a bit of a relationship at Stoke, didn't mm, they? They, yeah. you know, they? They linked up quite well. Um, Shakiri's got, apparently, his, his release clause is only 12 million. That's Relegation the, release clause. Doable, isn't it? Um, well, more than doable. I mean, I'd be surprised if a lot of clubs hadn't already activated well, that yeah. already. So, that'd be interesting. I think Shakiri would be take him? Time. I would, but as we spoke about last week, I mean, where would he fit in? We've already said that our yeah. attacking options, you know, we've got a lot yeah, you attacking have. options, but a 12 million quid you can't really pass that up can you really no, but then you see looking at it from his side uh, you know, I'm going to want to go to a club where someone's going to be able to sit there and go I can guarantee you first team football mm. um, you know I, I don't want to end up being another Javier Hernandez exactly but what, I mean if we were to sign him then you'd look at it and go well, perhaps it might mean that Michael Antonio might have to leave or have to bit, make do with a, yeah. with, a, with a bit part role or will we be selling Lanzini I don't know I yeah. mean that's the big thing Lanzini's wanted by Liverpool apparently so is he? Apparently, that's okay. that's the. There was a lot of rumours going around yesterday, which I think were were exposed as being mm. rubbish. But fifty million pound move to Liverpool would, had already been agreed and would be confirmed by Tuesday. I don't think that's that's the case. But he has been linked to Liverpool for the last two transfer mm. windows, so we'll see what happens. Good point. So if he does go, you'll need a replacement. And Shakira need could, a replacement. Could be, could be that person. Yeah, maybe. It's yeah. going to be an interesting summer. It's always an interesting summer in football um, especially in the Premier League to see who comes and goes and it's a case of kind of waiting and uh, biding your time isn't it really to yeah. see where the gaps might be that weren't there before and all of a sudden you need to fill it's the defence though we keep going back it's the defence and the goalkeeping position that really needs some focus yeah and uh, um, a defence midfielder and a centre half should be priority mm. um, but the transfer window is shorter this year isn't it yes well, it opens this Thursday. It was announced today that, like, that it officially opens on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ends, what, the week before the season starts. Yeah, that's right. Um, because it was a bit of a farce going through well, August. Exactly, yeah. So um, I like the fact that they, they, it's a shorter one, the closest before the season begins. Yeah. Um, but it, it means that there's a lot more pressure to get the business done early. Yeah, it and does. And the World Cup as well. It's make, make deals a lot harder. <laughs> mm, it so, will do. Yeah, no, of course. Interesting. It will be. Here's one for West Ham. Here's one about West Ham. Okay. Since the start of last season, yep. who is West Ham's second most creative player? Uh, you may not get it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it you anyway because he's probably not going to get Aaron Cresswell. It. No, it's Dimitri Payet. <laughs> You're saying you don't need uh, attacking players, but maybe you need someone who's creative. Well, that's Lanzini's the player that we we all yeah. hoped would fill that fill that gap. That's mad, isn't it? Since the start of last season, Dimitri Payet is West Ham's second most creative player. Well, he did when he left in the January. He already had like eight assists to his name. Yeah. Um, By the way, um, just give you an update on a goal. Forty-seven minutes gone. Uh, Forty-eight minutes gone in the game between Derby and Fulham at Craven Cottage. 
in the second leg of that championship playoff. It's Fulham 1, Derby 0. So it's one all on aggregates. Um, yeah, Dimitri Payet. So, so yeah, it is, it is a bit of a, a silly stat, but there you go. That's how much he meant to you. Well, we, we did miss him. Yeah, you did. It's last season. I mean, I, I won't go as far as say this season because, you know, any team would miss. Yeah. But we we did miss him, and but the, but there was this myth that he was he was carrying us a lot last season before he left. And there were stages when he would he'd go missing in games himself, yeah. and, and uh, because he was so he, he was unhappy, he wanted to leave yeah, he wanted um, to go. for whatever reason. But so he wasn't like our we weren't we weren't a one man team for no. a lot of people would have you have you think, but no. we do miss his creativity definitely. Of course, yeah, of course, and any team would. I was watching some uh, old YouTube videos and. Um, <laughs> There's a funny one, um, a funny one that I saw today. In I think it was the season '99 to 2000, there was a big game that West Ham had that finished with nine goals being scored. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the game? Bradford, yeah. What was the score? Five four. Who scored the winning goal? Frank Lampard. He did. Mm. And the player that oh my word, he was absolutely fascinating because it was extended highlights that I saw. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Oh, I, I just I, I don't think I appreciated how good he was for you. Was Paolo Di Canio? Oh my word! He was that, turning about Bradford players inside that, and out. That was the game where he had um, yeah. three penalties yeah. not given. <laughs> yeah, and then he just he just just demanded Redknapp sub him off. Exactly, because hilarious. Why? Because he'd had enough. Because he he'd, he'd right, been okay. fouled three times in the area, yeah. and the referee went no no penalty, and he just went. You know what? Take me off. Take me off. And he sat down by the dugout he did I saw that um, I found that a weird protest though why would you want to come off because oh, you're punishing your own team yeah but he'd had enough that was the sort of player that Kenny was he was so flamboyant yeah, and he was. passionate yeah. and you know he wanted the best but and he wasn't we, he- we did eventually get a penalty later that game and that was when he and Frank Lampard had that had that famous row over who was going to take the penalty <laughs> I didn't see that I have to and say then, I didn't um, make it that far and then was that after the? F- was, was, that, was that later in the game after it was 5-4 no, that was to make it. I don't know what that was before we got the winner. Okay, but yes, we finally got the penalty, um, and he went to he went to take it, and Lampard wanted to take it, and he went. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, like, he's just tried to win a penalty. Well, game, yeah, he, but he did take it. The Canio only scored it. He scored it, um, but then Lampard got his goal by scoring the winner. He did. So you know, it, it all turned out right in the end. Poetic justice, absolutely. How you could do with someone like De Canio now? Oh, you know, what, oh, wow. a legend, what a legend that man is. Unbelievable. I don't think he was even an Italy international. He wasn't selected by the Italy. I don't think so. I don't think so. That was a strange one. He might have got picked up. He played for the under-21s, I think, mm. but I don't think he picked up a full cap. That's really weird. Well, I, I, I found that kind of difficult to, to, to understand if that was the case. That, you know, if he didn't get like a regular run in the Italian mm. side, a bit like Cantona. Who never really got a regular run with the French either? Mm. I don't know. Uh, okay, we uh, we got um, about uh, a minute left, sixty seconds or, or, or so left. Uh, we can talk about the players who have been linked with the club. Um, yeah, we've already said you need to basically shore up your defence. Um, you well, don't need to focus so much on the uh, midfield or attack. But any other players being linked? Well, a big one is we spoke about this a few weeks back. Is Swansea's Alfie Mawson? Yeah, and Swansea being relegated is going to be available probably. Um, he's going to want to stay in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, Paul Merson was nah, Paul Merson. with him, but trouble is, it depends how much he's going to he's going to cost. But we've got a bit of a relationship with Swansea. Selling you, can you, afford, you can afford him. him. We can afford him. Yeah, but. Um, it all depends on you know you don't want to overspend on someone no. but 
No, I think depending on what Swansea want. But as I said, there's a relationship with Swansea. Given you know, we keep selling, buying, and selling AU off each other. So yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens with that one. But I'd, I'd be happy with Mawson definitely. Yeah. What do, What do you think he bring to West Ham? Well, he's young for a start. I think we need start bringing a little bit more youth into the squad, let alone in our defence. Um, but he's solid. He's promising. Um, I, th- I think he he definitely help plug those goals that we keep shipping yeah yeah. so um, yeah, he's, he's good at, He's good in the air he, as well he's a holding midfielder is that right no he's centre half centre half yeah and I think we'd, we'd hit, say like Hemog Bonner and Rice at the back so, would be brilliant so so. is Mawson good enough to be in the England squad uh, probably not yet okay but you know I okay. think um, I think in the future definitely Cool. Uh, listen, thank you so much for your contribution again. James Jones from West Ham World. It's been the West Ham Fan Show here uh, with uh, the last couple of hours here on Love Sport Radio. Sports Social Podcast Network.